Hey guys, Anthony. Today is January 19th, and that means it is exactly one month until Daytona 500. And with that being said, we're going to kick off the 2023 season of Let's Talk NASCAR. It's been, honestly, 2022, it brought a lot of ups and downs for us. We saw how the podcast took off, but over time, we really had issues that hindered us from being able to have consistent episodes. I'm I'm working to have more consistent episodes, and I'm working to maybe have podcasts every Sunday before the NASCAR race, if you will, or every Saturday before the Xfinity race, if you will about the Xfinity show because I want to get into as much NASCAR, as much motorsports as possible, actually. Because motorsports, I watched a lot of motorsports and got into dirt racing, late mile racing. I got back into watching those over over the winter. And the thing is about a lot of racing, I used to start watching F1. I'm focused more on watching the Rolex 24 this time around. And the thing about racing is, growing up as a kid, I used to watch a lot of racing, a lot of different varieties of racing on the Speed Channel and Versus Network, which I believe turned into Math TV, and I'm not even sure what they are now. But I basically didn't. That's basically all I was watching growing up. And once they started having Fox Sports 1 and things like that. And most of these races start having to be streams or went on their own network. I stopped really watching a lot of things outside of NASCAR. I would still watch the Rolex 24, the Indy 500, you know, the marquee events. But I didn't really watch too much of anything else. I was even watching the Tulsa shootout in the Chili Bowl. That's the first for me. But without further ado, let's get into this episode. And I want to talk about the 2023 season coming. I'm not even going to talk about the 2023 season. I sort of am, but I'm going to talk about more so the Daytona 500 itself. We're hanging into 2023, and with it being January the 19th, a month before Daytona 500, there's already guaranteed to be at least one driver going home, I believe. I believe there's 41 cars going for... I believe there's 41 cars going for 40 spots. I believe that's how many cars are entered. 41 going for 40 spots at this moment. And some notable entries are Travis Pastrano. He's driving the 67 car for 2311 Racing. And we have Jimmy Johnson, 84 car. For car... He's, he's driving for... I believe it's called now the Legacy Racing Group. That's what it's been rebranded to. But he's driving for an 84 car. He'll be in select races. And a lot of people are speculating that Travis Pastrana is in a 67 car to ultimately open up a spot or just have a car open for Kurt Busch. But with that being said, we're going to go into some more of the details. I'm pretty sure I'm missing... I'm I'm missing something else. I'm missing something else. I'm I'm sorry. I'm missing something. Another driver that's making an attempt is Chandler Smith. Chandler Smith. Me personally, um, 
Chandler Smith. That's gonna be interesting. That's gonna Chandler Smith. Chandler Smith is a wild card to me because I think he needs more experience, but he's getting a big attempt at Daytona five hundred, and he's in ultimately a good car because colleague cars they can, as long as they stay out of trouble, they don't get involved in these wrecks. They have some speed to get to the front, and pretty sure he's got two other teammates that will be real honest with Justin Haley and. AJ Allmendinger. The mon- we got the money team. They're determining that they're just really honestly trying to see if it- the money team is honestly they're tr- in talks with Helio Castro Navis. That's what I hear. But nothing has been finalized yet. New York Racing, NY Racing, I, I believe that was the team where we saw the 44 car Greg Biffle. I could be wrong, but um, I thought I saw somewhere. I thought um, according to what I read earlier in the season, earlier a few months ago, that NY Racing may have sold their equipment to that to the German team that was about to start racing in the following year season, like twenty twenty four. But I could be wrong. Heisenberg Racing, they're still. They're still, they still haven't confirmed yet or not. But I believe they should race the Daytona 500 unless they have financial issues over the year. I feel like Heisenberg Racing, that's a team that they could, um, they could honestly, two teams that I was really interested with, especially on the road course races, were Heisenberg Racing and that 15 team for Rick Ware Racing when they had Joey Ham behind the wheel. I believe those. I believe Rick Ware, Rick Ware Racing, could have one car. If they had one car team, they would be probably a top twenty team. In my opinion, if they focus on one car, one driver, and they maybe had that second car, um, for periodic events. That would be real interesting, but it just it all comes down to who do they want to be that driver. And Cody Ware, they can have Cody Ware being that driver, or they could go to any one of the other drivers in the stable that honestly wants to run a full season in the Cup Series because it's a grueling schedule. But that's my honest take on that. Or you can just go to an all star car or all star cars. If you want to do that. But I honestly think Rick Ware Racing could have speed if they downsized a little bit in the Cup Series. But with that being said, these are the open, t- these are the five confirmed entries. We have Jimmy Johnson, Travis Pastrana, Austin Hill, Zane Smith, and Chandler Smith. Now, again, I wonder if there's going to be a change in the 15th camp. I believe because Cody Ware is probably going full time this year, so so I believe I wonder if there's going to be a f- change in the fifteen camp. Now there's like five confirmed entries because they sort of want Zane Smith to you know make the race. In my opinion, I believe front row racing might might um withdraw their entry. From Zane Smith, 
to try to um get it would essentially still be um it would dinner it, it would honestly be a formal racing um formal racing Rick Ware Racing Alliance at that point. To try to get uh, Zane Smith to confirm entry into the Daytona five hundred. In my sense, in my sense, that makes sense to get that to get Zane into the five hundred the most because you don't risk a car going home. You feel me? You don't risk having a guy going home because again, these are the entries right now: Jimmy Johnson, Travis Pastrana, Austin Hill, Zane Smith, and Chandler Smith. Of every entry I missed, out uh, uh, every entry that I said. I already see right now, based on speed last year, the slowest team on this list is the team that Zane Smith was going to be driving for. So, in my opinion, that would make the most sense for Zane Smith to go. That would make more sense for Zane Smith to go to the 15 entry. Because, again, that was a full-time entry, and they was entering the 15 every race for record racing. That is a chartered entry. So that makes the most sense for me to have him, Zane Smith, go into the 15 car. I'm not sure who's entered for the 15 yet, but I imagine they would attempt to make a switch, if you will, or try to come to some type of compromise. But the Daytona 500, though, most prestigious race in NASCAR. I will not be making it to the Daytona 500, but I will be making it to a NASCAR race this year. Stay tuned. We'll have vlogs coming soon. <laughs> but the Daytona 500, this race is like, I feel like in a few years, they're going to end up having to add some grandstands back, if you will, because this is a month before the Daytona 500. It's sold out. Like, it is sold out. They need to have some grandstands back, if you will. Don't go too overboard, too crazy. Just see where where you go with it. I believe the sports in the prop is going in the right direction. It's trending in the right direction. Anybody who says otherwise, I feel like that they're that they're um that they're hating, if you will. But I honestly believe this is gonna be crazy. This Daytona Five Hundred this year is gonna be crazy. We got a lot of storylines coming into the year. Kevin Harvick's final ride. Could he get a Daytona 500 win in his final ride? Let's see. We could find out. We have Ryan Blaney. He did not win a race at all last year. And he ran second to Joey Logano at Phoenix. Who knows what could have been if he had some wins in the 2022 season? Who knows what could have been? You had... Because he, he made the... He made the... He made the um playoffs, if you will. The chase for all you old timers, but he made the playoffs if you will. And in my opinion, who knows what could have been if you could have won some races. He won an all star race, but I believe the all star race should count as a playoff point. That that's just my honest opinion. If you want to do the chase, or if you want to do, that's my honest opinion. You gotta run the all star race. If you're gonna run the all star race mid season, in my opinion, you should basically have some meaning towards it. That goes to what I feel like towards towards some of these other games that have like all star games in the middle of the season sort of strikes the focus. This is like exhibition racing. But that's my honest opinion on that. 
And Bro, we got 41 entries for this Daytona 500. But hang on, we got, hold on, we got connection issues. Okay, I'm back. I'm sorry for the interruption, but we're back. But we have 41 entries for this Daytona 500. Again, we got a lot of storylines. Another storyline I want to talk about, we have Kyle Busch in a new ride. Tyler Reddick in a new ride. Joy Legato being defending champion. This is going to be an interesting Daytona 500. And with that being said, my honest pick to my I can't make an honest pick to who's gonna win the whole thing. <coughs> I'm sorry, but I can't make an honest pick to who I believe is gonna win the Daytona 500. But teams that I believe are gonna run strong, run up front, will be Richard Childress Racing. And with that, one reason is because they, again, they got Kyle Busch and Austin Dillon, and Austin Dillon is a Daytona 500 winner, and that he just won a Daytona the past weekend. I mean, not the past weekend, but this past season to make it into the playoffs. Austin Dillon also was able to dodge a lot of wrecks, including the infamous Turn 1 rain wreck, which will go down in history. As one of the craziest wrecking, one of the most botched cars by NASCAR. And he ended up winning that race. They drive the track, he ended up winning it. Austin Dillon, he's been able to win Crown Jewels. He won a Coke 600 as well. I believe that's Richard Childress Racing as a team that you can count on to run out front. Interesting to see what their strategy will be. I believe for the Daytona 500, that's the first race. I wouldn't really be going for stage points. If you will, but I don't. I'm not sure how these guys are gonna race because we've seen before we'll have like a crazy year. Then another year there'll be a lot of train racing. If you will, there's gonna be a lot of elements in play. That's my take on Richard Childress Racing Chevy in Colleague Racing. I believe Colleague Racing is gonna be another good team. Colleague Racing has been having a good restricted play program and they got another three car team if Chandler Smith makes a Daytona 500 I expect them to be a run up front as well Toyota I feel like might struggle if you will we all all know how Bob Wallace is I believe him and Denny Hamlin are arguably the two best restricted play what I'm just gonna say, taper space erasers in the in NASCAR right now. I believe those are two of the best, and I think because they're only two of the best, you're gonna have a lot of manufacturer alliances, and Toyota is very outnumbered. And as far as guys with experience or overall. Success on these road on these um play races, I believe they might struggle a little bit or they might hang out at the back for a little bit. But with that being said, I still think these team alliances with Chevy and Ford they can ultimately triumph overall. We got Penske Racing, Penske Racing. They see that's what I'm saying. Penske Racing gets a lot of wins at these at these tracks. A lot of Daytona 500 wins. Like literally a lot of Daytona 500 wins, so they're going to be hard to beat as well. It's a lot of teams to pick and choose from, and I can't really pick a specific team. 
but those are the ultimate like actual like um whole teams that I, that I say look out for. But with that being said, how do I feel like this day twenty five hundred is gonna go? One month to go. I think this day seventy five hundred is gonna be exciting. It's gonna be one of the, it's gonna be one of the better ones, as long as weather isn't involved. If weather is involved, we could have. Who knows what what we could have? Because again, it's Daytona. It could rain at any time, any moment in time, and that's a big track to dry off. On top of it being a big track, the track doesn't always get completely and totally soaked. But I say this to say that weather will be a factor. Weather will be a factor of how these tracks dry. It could be hot and slick, or it could be a little cooler. If it's a little cooler, who knows how the track could drive then. And if they're still running the duels at night, you don't really get a good gauge for how your car will feel unless the race runs into darkness. And if the race runs into darkness, again, that's probably going to be like the last... 10% of the race, if you will. But with that being said, I think we're going to have a good one. This is Daytona 500. I'm really excited to be a NASCAR fan for another year. Get ready to watch Daytona for another year. Again, there's a lot of storylines going into the Daytona. We are going to have... The duels have a lot of meaning. We we only have 41 entries right now. We're going to have more than 41 by the time those duels start. And that being said, we're going to have a lot of guys going home. It's going to be interesting who goes home. And I'm going to be making a podcast in a few days. Speaking on, well, whenever I see more entries, I'm going to be speaking specifically on the duels and the even more importance that they will have because the duels have importance this year. Somebody's going to go home mad this year. Like, there's more drivers than there are entries. And for some reason, this is even sparking controversy, if you will. This is sparking controversy saying NASCAR needs to go to a bigger field, have a bigger field because this is a Daytona 500, like how Indy does for the Indy 500. But... It's like this for a reason. This charter allows more teams to be able to get into NASCAR. And when this new TV deal comes out, they're trying to negotiate right now. Hopefully that allows even more competitive teams to get into this sport. To where you're really going to see Bump Day be crazy. But that's it for this two-part episode. I do apologize for the technical difficulties. But for the next episode... I will be talking about some more driver changes that happen overall in the other series, like the Xfinity series, the now Craftsman Truck series, and ARCA. But no, this is my last known tidbit. I forgot to say this as well. For the Cup, this was, I did say this was going to be on the Daytona 500, but I'm going to talk about this as well because this was also announced around the same time a lot of day 2500 news was announced for the cup race at the Chicago Royal Course cup drivers cannot compete in the Xfinity race this was reported per Bob Pachris, um, Fox reporter for NASCAR and upon his beliefs he said this was because 
either NASCAR doesn't want a bunch of guys getting expanded, a bunch of cup guys or cup teams getting expanded cars, you know, eventually just having a bunch of, you know, cup regulars just taking over the race, if you will. A lot argue these are just guys trying to get experience, but I feel like that's a good idea because this is still, this is like somewhat of a marquee expanded race, and you're probably going to have a bunch of cup guys jump down and try to get experience if they have the option to because this is a street race but and again I say it's a street race you're not going to get a lot of practice you can't test on courses like this except for eye racing the only practice you're going to get is when you get <coughs> the only practice you're going to get is when they set up the track and then you get those practice sessions out and run the race run qualifying and then run the race so I ultimately think that's a good idea because while guys are trying to get more practice, that ultimately will put guys at a disadvantage as well, as well as take away from the Xfinity guys who will ultimately be running for a championship still. That will still be like, so if you will, that will be somewhat manipulating a championship run because a couple guys go down running the Xfinity race with their skill and talent, they're likely to figure it out faster. They're a lot of the Xfinity guys. And take away, as we see in the past, take away a lot of their points. So I think that's a good idea. But let me know how y'all feel on social media. On for the speaker, please follow Let's Talk NASCAR on all social medias. But peace.